Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. What's up, y'all? And thank you guys for tuning in to episode eight of Detours the Podcast. So on this episode, we are talking about the hookup culture and the hookup culture between ages 20 to 35. Okay, <laughs> that's a big jump. But yes, 20 to 35 or I really should say 21 to 35. So y'all, this hookup culture is something that was so new to me because I was definitely in a monogamous relationship um, for over 10 years. So I was in a monogamous relationship and I came out of it like not knowing what the hell I was getting into. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go, what to do. Like, I would hear little things about it because I'm the type of friend, I'm the friend that all my other friends come to for advice. So I give the best advice, but when it comes to taking my own advice, (laughs) like I'm the type of person I know what to do, but uh, am I gonna do it? That is to be determined. So, I just had a lot to learn in a short period of time. So, August 2019, um, everything was done with my ex. And I just didn't know what to do. And so, I came out, um, you know, single. And all of my college years and all of my young adult years or very young adult years I was in a relationship so it's like oh my god I don't know like the where to's and the how for's I don't know like the lingo like that and I don't know like this like ghosting culture we have like I'm not used to that like just ghosting somebody that's not good for my abandonment issues so luckily so straight out the gate as soon as I jumped off the porch I well actually like the nights of going back and forth with my ex I did meet another guy and that guy was California in California, I mentioned previously, he's four years younger than me, but he's, you know, a really, really attractive man. So, like, when he approached me, I was like, is he playing games with me? Why is he here? <laughs> Who sent you? I thought he was either a catfish or, like, just somebody trying to play some games. Like, why is he in my face? He can get anybody, you know, why is he playing with me? So, but when we actually did meet up and talk and he's like FaceTiming me, FaceTiming me on a regular and we meet up to, you know, get to know each other. It turns out, you know, California wasn't even a bad first adventure into the single realm because he, um... You know, when it comes to me, like he doesn't really, he's consistent and he doesn't really play games. So that was a good little um, first person to kind of talk to. But like, 
again that's that's my cut buddy no shame <laughs> no shame whatsoever that's my cut buddy that's my friend so but since day one he has always been like respectful and like if I call him like today a year and a half later if I call him I know he'll come and if I ask him to do something for me I know he'll do it so I've appreciated that about him since the beginning even though in the last few months he definitely been pissed off at me because I've been like you know I was into somebody else so I kind of like you know pushed him to the side so that was number one on the first dating off the um off being with somebody and so next after him well during him I met another guy D but you know I let y'all know I let D go a while ago but that's because of some other things it was just too much going on all at once but you know this hookup culture and I've just never been the type to just be a hookup type of person because when I was younger and I was sexually abused ever since then like I have this like comer's remorse like so anytime I had an orgasm I would just have this remorse and this guilt and it just would take over and I think that's a big reason why I stayed with my son's dad for as long as I did because when I was with him if I had an orgasm, um, I was not remorseful. I didn't feel that comer's remorse. And since he was the first guy that I didn't feel that with, I, um, you know, I was like, okay, this must be who I'm supposed to be with. I, that must be who I'm, I need to be with. I must really love him. And I must really need to love somebody before I sleep with them. So that was my motto for years. And so I stayed in this abusive and unfulfilling relationship for too long because I was scared to try anything else among other things so and plus I'm just like a person that's very loyal so I try to be loyal to the people who are loyal to me so this hookup culture was new to me and so that hookup culture also leads to like confusion with people like me. Like I'm a Virgo guys. And it's like, I just feel stuff very deeply. So if I'm with someone and I like them a lot, like, no, I don't want you to be a, I would prefer you not be a one night stand, you know, because I don't want to give myself to anybody who, isn't gonna appreciate it so but back to the commerce remorse with the hookup culture that is a problem like if you're someone who has this commerce remorse issue and has issues with sex due to abuse it's going to be harder for you to be a part of this hookup culture and i think that's what people don't understand like you know, or maybe they just, just don't care. Like, don't just get with someone. You don't really know their past. You don't know their history. You don't know their issues, like with abandonment and everything else. So don't do that because you're just going to be part of the problem. And so, like, for example, with my neighborhood, boo, like when we got together, 
I was already having the little karma's remorse situation because of that abuse. So like if I, you know, masturbate or anything like that, I would still have the same karma's remorse. So with Neighborhood Boo, I, even though we dealt with each other for many years, I um, never really had an orgasm with him, which was fine. I'm like, great. So I don't have to, I don't have an orgasm and I don't feel any regret of me being with you. And that's great. But there, the first time I had an orgasm with him, um, we were 17 and we had never, well, we had never, well, I had never had an orgasm with him. He definitely had orgasms. And so when I was 17 and he and I hadn't seen each other for a while because we went to, we were in the same neighborhood, but we went to two different schools on magnet programs and he was on the basketball team. I'm doing cheerleading and working. And, you know, once you go to a different high school, it's just a whole new world of guys and everything. It's just, a, it's a brand new arena. So we weren't really studying each other. So one night I remember it was right before I went to Ecuador and me and my son's dad, we had broken up briefly. So we broke up for the first time and I was okay with that. I was, that was back when I was like feeling myself to the 100th degree. So we broke up, it was done and I was okay with that. So one night I was home alone, I had my braids and it was like a cool summer night so I text him like what's up what you doing and he was like he ain't doing shit I said okay okay well I haven't seen you in a while um come over what you doing let's let's hang out so whatever happened that night he actually told me to come over to his house and I was like what he has never ever asked me to come over instead so I don't know what was going on that night, but I went over and I was scared because it was probably like close to midnight and I was scared because it was dark and I knew that to get to his house, I had to pass this one guy's house who was like, we say he was like the neighborhood pedophile. And the only reason they said that was because when girls used to walk past his house, he used to be upstairs in his bedroom, like making kissy noises out the window. He used to be like, and I used to always hear that growing up in the neighborhood. But like, usually when we walk past his house, me and my friends, we talking, playing or whatever. But a few times I did, we heard it and we looked up and sure enough, there he was out the window making kissing noises. And he was like, we were teenagers or kids and he had to be all of at least 40 something. So his house was like the last level I had to get through to get to my neighborhood boo's street. So his house was about three streets past mine. And the, the streets were not like, this was an older neighborhood. So it's not like it is today where you have, you know, the streets are on top of each other. It's like a good amount of space in between each neighborhood. So we went over. So I went over to his house. Walked up his hill. I entered his house. He opened the door for me. I went in and the house was pitch black. It was pitch black. I was like, oh my God. 
is your family going to wake up? <laughs> and he was like, no. So we run upstairs to his room and we had sex. And um, so we had sex. I'm on top of him. I do have an orgasm. And I remember it being good sex. I was like, damn, we done. What is this? <laughs> so um, I remember it being good and like passionate and all that good stuff but I had an orgasm and then I did get that sense of calmer's remorse so even though I wanted to be there with him there's somebody I've loved since I was eight years old I was like hey I gotta go and so I left and that was the last time I saw my neighborhood boo until I was about 30 years old <laughs> I mean we we kept in touch through social media, but we didn't see each other again until we were 30. But we'll get to that later. So then we have, you know, just me going back and forth in this dating arena today. Like, it's just so much you have to know now. You have to know, like, what to say, like, how much to say. You can't say too much. If you're really feeling the guy, you can't let them know exactly how much you're feeling them. And it's just so much. And to me, like, that's playing games, you know. And then on top of that, you're like, you can't be too nice. And it's like, since I was in a relationship for that amount of time, 10 plus years, it's like, I am used to just like with certain stuff I'm not gonna argue or when I first entered into the hookup culture arena I'm like I'm not gonna really argue like if you say something I don't like you know I might let it go but I'm not like that anymore but in the beginning I was like okay I'm letting stuff go you know I, you win that's fine um, I'm gonna move it on but it's like now when you do that like I was talking to one guy and he just I don't know, like when we were ending our talking situation, he was like, he was just acting like he was the shit. And I was just like, bruh, first of all, I wasn't even attracted to you. I was just trying something different. <laughs> I was trying something different because the ones I was attracted to weren't acting right. So when we we're entering the end of it, I was going to let it go again. And then I messaged him back like, boy, <laughs> let me be very clear with you. Um you take care, you enjoy your life. Like this is not anything that is, this ending is not stressful for either, shouldn't be stressful for either one of us because we were really just talking. It was no like um, intimacy in the talking. So please don't kick it to me like, you know, don't try to flex on me basically because so it's just like it's so much you have to be aware of now it's like don't try to flex on me and then you think you did something so it's just so much to be aware of that I didn't know and it's based I'm not blaming my ex for that I'm blaming myself for that like I should have taken more accountability to see what was going on out here in these streets <laughs> before I entered these streets so it's just so much that you have to consider these days and then you have to consider um the safety of everything because everyone's hooking up with everyone but everyone's not safe and everyone's not using protection like I don't play when it comes to 
safety. Like I make sure I get tested every three months because I have a job with insurance. So if you have a job with insurance, you need to get tested. And if you don't have a job with insurance, you still need to go get tested. If you're out here having sex, especially if you have multiple partners. And you know, what kills me these days is like, guys, they wanting you to suck their dick. And it's like, if I don't know you, what I'm gonna suck your dick for? <laughs> like, if I don't know you, what am I gonna do that for? Before we do have sex? It's like, we're not, it's not like you're not already on heart. So what I got to suck it for? So, um, and I only like to do that for guys. I like a whole lot. So if I don't like you like that, I'm not trying to put my mouth on you whatsoever. Because again, it's about safety. And so this whole thing has just been hard. And it's just like when you enter the hookup culture, like a lot of women and maybe even some men, like they might get it confused. Like we, you're confused. You might like someone a lot, but you know, once you start hooking up and get emotions involved, it blurs the lines of a lot of things. So for example, I mentioned California area earlier and You know, even though he and I have never said the words friends with benefits and we never really talked about a relationship, California has always been respectful. He's always been consistent. And I know that if I call California, he's answering. So I know that with California and that's cool. And so anything deeper with California, because I turned off that part of my emotions to him, but anything deeper he would have to initiate that and I'm not initiating anything because that's how we started this relationship just casually like we don't kiss yeah we hug we cuddle but that is 100% my friend so it's okay like that's what has been from the beginning so then with Mr. Tesla though Yes, so Mr. Tesla was married when he and I entered into a situationship. He was married. I did not know the end game. I didn't know if there would be an end, but I absolutely did not want there to be an end after a while. And especially after he got a divorce. Oh, no, I don't want it to be an end. Like, why would we end now? You're free. <laughs> or so I thought. So with him, we never really discussed um any type of relationship either because he was married and also because I also since he was giving me definitely grown man energy I was definitely gonna let him take the lead in where this needed to go now I'm getting while discussing this that I should have been more verbal with what I wanted from him. um, And then maybe things would have ended a little differently. And so I was verbal on that a little too late. And he was already in another situation. But um, I, again, don't like to push anyone to do anything. Like, I think it should be um, evident on what you need to do after a certain amount of time. So... If I'm with, if we've been messing around for eight months, then clearly I think that you need to step it up. It's time to move to the next level. 
So with him, lines definitely got blurred because I'm like, if you're, if I'm spending a night with someone, if I'm spending days with you, like days, like if he called me and say, come over, I used to be like, I used to be at work. Like, Hey y'all, I gotta go. (laughs) I used to be like, okay, Mr. Tesla woman come over. I got to go. So, um, you know, spending nights with people, spending days with people, spending time with people, making someone a priority and kissing people. Like I wasn't much of a kisser before Mr. Tesla's like, I'm still working on my kissing, (laughs) but I didn't really kiss before Mr. Tesla because like my ex used to smoke and drink and he had big lips. <laughs> but no, y'all, he smoked and drank. So I didn't really like to kiss him because I want to taste breath when I kiss you. I don't want to taste um, beer and any type of weed when I kiss you. I want to taste the good stuff. Like, I want to taste, like, Mr. Tesla, if he drinks some whiskey, that's what I want to taste. I want to taste your whiskey, like... And that's the same thing with your body. Like, if I'm tasting your body and all I taste is vodka, the cheap kind, I don't want that. Like, I want to taste the sweet whiskey off somebody. And so that's what, that was the difference between my ex and Mr. Tesla in that regard. So, yeah, lines get blurred and feelings get hurt. And I think guys, even though they be like, I don't care, I don't care anyway, I think they 100% definitely care. And it just, it ruins situations and it ruins friendships. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, if we're buying each other things, we're spending the night, then yeah, lines are blurred and things happen. (laughs) Things happen. Lines get blurred, feelings get hurt, and friendships are lost. Of course, they can be regained but they're lost in that moment. And so now it's like, it's even harder now that I'm back on the dating scene because I just, I learned a lot with that last situation. I just, I don't want to put too much in and I don't want to put too little in and I don't want to be um, emotionally closed off to a point where I am a total bitch because I had a moment like that as well and I just I didn't like me and it took me a long time to open back up like that was when I opened back up that was the end of my relationship with my son's dad like I had a time where I was just like completely emotionally unavailable and a complete bitch and I just did not care like I wasn't going out of my way for anyone. I wasn't talking to any guys. I was just, I wasn't even talking to my ex. He would try to come see us. I would dodge him every moment. And that also goes back to because eventually at the end of our relationship, when I was with him, I started to feel that comer's remorse. And it was like, damn, I must really not like him no more. And so I just didn't want to be around him. Like if we have sex and I don't feel good after we have sex, then I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Like 
I want to feel good after we have sex. Like I want to feel like free, like a free bird. <laughs> but no, I want to feel good. And if they, if you don't feel good after you have sex with someone, then you shouldn't be having sex with them. And so that was the problem with me and my um, ex. Like it just, it was the end. And I started to feel that comes remorse and it just didn't feel good. And so it wasn't going to work. And I didn't have to worry about that with California because when we first got together, y'all, when me and California first got together and anyone else I've been with since my ex, everybody I'm with, they come so fast. I don't know what it is. I'm like, that girl must got that good, good or something. But no, I don't know what it is. Every single person, I'd be like, dang, I'd be trying to get into a good little rhythm it's over. <sighs> so with California in the beginning, he would come really fast. There would be no orgasm, but the time spent having sex was good. So I was cool with that. But um, eventually we did find the rhythm together and hell, he claimed he started smoking weed. So he said his stamina was on point now. So... I said, what? <laughs> That's all you need to do is smoke a little weed. So last time I seen him, his stamina was was better. It sure was. Plus, I put California to work. I feel like, hey, we need to do uh, these many rounds today. And he do. <laughs> he does. So, hey, I guess that's what the little youngins are for. I'm like, we need three plus rounds, sir. Like, a minimum of three and a maximum of whatever. So, um, and we get it done. But the same thing with Mr. Tesla when I got with him. And all the way to the end, he always come super fast. Before I could get in a good rhythm. And so, I only had an orgasm with him the last two times as well. But the last time, it could have been better. But... I don't know. The last time it was just off because I was like, I don't know if I should tell him. I know what I know. Or don't tell him. But I know I just wanted to be there with him. So we were there and I, I appreciated the night. And I also grew up in a time where, and according to my religion, you don't treat people how you don't want to be treated. So if I wouldn't want it done to me, I'm not going to do it to you. And I definitely believe in karma and karma is real. So I try to pe treat people with respect. So if it's someone trying to talk to me and I know that I don't really want anything to do with them, I'm not going to keep entertaining them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing that. I have other things to do. And so when it's like comes to someone wasted your time it's like why would you do that <laughs> especially when you could have had plenty of other people you could have wasted some other people's time there's plenty of other people's time that they wouldn't mind having wasted and so another thing is like these you just never know what's going to happen like i had a like i had a friend like i just feel like the world used to be a lot more predictable or guys used to be a lot more predictable like I had a friend who she was with this guy she'd known for many years and he used to spend dough on her, like spend a lot of money on her. 
they were making plans for the future and everything. I mean, he even took her to Dubai, but then all of a sudden he switched to, he switched up on her and got with someone else. And it's like, first of all, the joke is on whoever he with because <laughs> he's not going to be able to afford Dubai again for a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, jokes on you. But, um, it's like, why y'all doing that? Why y'all out here wasting people's time? And so, and it's like, it's could, it's possible that from what I've seen recently, like guys try to get what other women for what they can do for them. Like this could be a guy who can definitely do things for himself. But if he sees a girl he like that can do a little bit more or could take some pressure off of him, he get with her. And it's like, why? If you know you really into someone else. Why waste time? And that's another thing. I am just big on not wasting time. So that's another problem with me in the hookup culture. Like, I don't like wasting time because I fully understand that time is a blessing. And we don't know how much we have. So i rather spend my time with the people I truly love. It doesn't matter what they can do for me because I'm doing things for myself so what someone can do for me I could care less as long as you're if the guy I'm with or into can do for himself and I can do for myself what we do for each other doesn't even matter because as long as you're taking care of yourself so I don't have to be burdened by what you got going on then it's all good with me but it's like, why would a guy take on someone who is a burden, like a complete burden? Like you can't do many things for yourself. Like, for example, if you're a guy making a certain amount of money and then you get with someone who doesn't have a regular job and doesn't bring in regular income and this person has so many bills and just so much going on why would you take that on like that is a complete burden but if you get with a woman who has a job takes care of her own bills never complains about her bills why because she take care of her own bills never complain about her kids and doing this for the kids and she makes sure she got what she has and make sure she has her stuff together whatever you do for her is extra you know you don't have to be obligated to do anything so that's the type of person i am like you don't have to be obligated to do anything for me because that's really not my love language and i hate i really hate saying love language because i feel like ever since nipsey died we have beat those two words to death but it's really not my love language at all like i don't like like, you don't have to get me anything. If you give me something, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. But you don't have to get me anything. What you get me is loyalty, respect, um, time. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Those are my love languages. Don't lie to me. <laughs> be consistent, like regular stuff that you should be as a grown man. And that's really... That's really grown man energy right there. Someone who does their actions match what they say. 
So that's really grown man energy in my opinion. But I just don't understand that. So you got the guys who get with girls because what they can do for them. But then you got the guys who they like someone else, but because of this one thing that this person can do for them, they will let someone they actually love go temporarily. Like if they're lucky, the person will take them back. But if they're not so lucky, then they might miss out on a real chance at love. So it's just this hookup culture, y'all. It's just a lot. But and it's a lot to learn. And it's it also has a lot to do with just Atlanta. You know, dating in Atlanta is rough. That's R-U-F-F. <laughs> no, it's rough, y'all. It's like, you just don't know. It's like everyone knows everyone. Sometimes it seems like all the good guys are already married. Then you got the guys who just want a woman to take care of them, like... I know a few women who, like, their children's fathers, they just want, they just go from woman to woman, whoever's going to let them, like, lay up in their house for free. And it's just, it's 2021. We can't still be doing it out here. And then you got the guys who are, um, who refuse to take care of their own kids, you know. So I could never see myself with someone who doesn't properly take care of their children, you know, which is financially emotionally now not letting they you know baby mama just do whatever they want to do with them like taking up all their time but definitely just um you know doing the the minimum at least which is minimum to me is financially available and then everything else emotional and being at every event which you know I aspire to have, you know, a guy who's going to do all of that and above. Like, I'm trying to be married the next time I have kids. But, yeah, it's just, it's difficult out here trying to navigate and trying to understand when the end game is. Like, I know that because of my, um, you know, past traumas and issues, and abandonment issues I know that I have um I have issues with the end game because the thing is with me I don't even enter into anything serious with someone without thinking of it 30 which ways for 30 days and 30 nights like I think of it hard I give them a chance to exit I you know, before I get serious mentally, I give it time. And then when I'm there mentally, like when I'm all in, ending that once I'm all in is very difficult. But I saw on Twitter the other day, somebody posted like, we have to learn how to enjoy things without attachment. And that is the problem. But it's like, once you reach a certain age, I mean, yeah, if I'm giving somebody 100% of me, then yes, there's a certain level of attachment. Like, if I'm with the man and he says, you know, he notices that I'm standoffish because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So, someone told me, like, I want 100% access to you. And he said that in more ways than one, but... 
he said those words exactly. I want 100% access to you. And it's like, once you say that to someone and they do it, and somebody like me opens up, somebody with so many layers opens up or begins to even open up, it's hard to pull it back. I mean, it's hard to just reel it back, reel it back. But, um, you know, it's just something you got to be prepared for in this current um, dating environment that the world is in. Like, I don't want to just be. And so, like, I don't me personally, I don't want to be the type that just be just dating forever. But that's why when my friends and I, when we talk about it, I'm like, yo, like if you like this guy and y'all have an understanding, you know, don't give too much of yourself away. But, you know, just. Let him take the lead. You let him know how you feel. You see how it um how it will be, you know? And um if he makes the changes, that's then he's ready to make the changes that you need. But if he just says he's going to make the changes and doesn't make the changes, then you know you probably need to start emotionally backing away because it's not it's not looking good. So, I just you just have to be prepared for anything, like expect the unexpected. And I think that is hard. It's a double-edged sword because if you're always waiting on the ball to drop, then it's going to cause a rift in the relationship. But then if you're not waiting on the ball to drop and then something happens unbeknownst to you, and then all of a sudden you have to just deal with all this this ongoing these ongoing issues is like still you still end up in the same spot which is heartbreak and I think that was another problem with me and like the last person I was trying to get serious with just I have never had a man other than my son's dad just blatantly disrespect me like blatantly 100% disrespect and when I say disrespect I'm not talking about oh I asked him to do something he said fuck you no 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 I'm talking about to the 100th degree like disrespect like just no regard whatsoever but let's keep in mind I mean I'm keeping in mind now but let's he was an addict he is an addict so I mean I guess I'm keeping that in mind now but Coming from him, trying to go to someone who was more mature and um, more stable and who was a man who just thought of life differently. Coming from an addict to him, somebody who I wanted, you know what I mean? Like somebody who I felt like I kind of meshed well with, kind of like equally yoked in a sense. Coming to that from someone so disrespectful and just so, just, I don't know how to explain it. He was very off and on. Like, he was either 100% on or he was was either 100% just affectionate and all in. And then he was, if you did something he don't like or if you tell him no, then all of a sudden he is the devil for lack of a better term. And so coming from that, I was always expecting some, I was always expecting this other guy to do something bad to me. Like I was always 
waiting on the ball to drop. I'm like, whew, we had a really good time. What's going to happen next? He going to do something fucked up to me, you know? Like, I was always waiting on the ball to drop. And even in the end when, I mean, he didn't do anything awful to me. He just... I don't know. I think he tried to ghost me in a way, which that ghosting thing is a problem. But he tried to ghost me. He was conflicted. He didn't know what he wanted. And um, so he was kind of ghosting me for me to do something to piss him off. And then the reason for the disconnect would be he would say it was me. But it's like he's just conflicted. And I, I don't think he's conflicted anymore. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, he just, I was just always waiting for something, him to say something awful to me, do something awful to me. Thank goodness he never did anything just awful to me. Like, these are all things that are okay, I can move on from, but it's just a lot to keep in mind going forward. Like, which whatever happens, you have to keep everything at you know, I'm trying to keep everything at a arm's length because I don't want to deal with that. But it's hard when you want to open up to someone, but you don't feel like you should and don't feel like you can and don't feel like they'll appreciate your openness because, you know, they don't know just how closed off you might have been previously or prior. They don't know that. So that's what I was like trying to explain to this last guy I was talking to as well. Like there's more going on here. Like, you know, I'm trying to get us to a point so we can be open and honest, but you want to show me an illusion. I feel like he wanted to show me an illusion of who he wanted to come off as not knowing that I already saw past that like I already peeped everything past that already like that's just innately in me as a Virgo I'm gonna say it again a Virgo (laughs) but yeah I just don't paint an illusion for people like yes I see what you have on the outside and I also see what's going on on the inside And the inside is conflicted because you're trying to trying to basically be somebody you're not. You're trying to you're doing too much. You're trying to be this guy. You're trying to be the man. You want everybody to you care too much about what other people think. And other people really don't matter. Like, yeah, you need to have these things. You need to have a car. I'm not going to say what kind of car. Just have a nice car that runs, that doesn't cause you any problems. You need to have a good job that has benefits that pays you the money you need to pay your bills. You need to take care of your children and you need to take care of yourself mentally and physically. And that is the minimum. You don't have to be worried about what are they going to say if my girlfriend doesn't look like this? What are they going to say if I, you know, don't live here or if I have to go back live home for a hot second? Like, none of that even matters. I think happiness matters, period. And I think, really, the world is more so looking at you like, okay, 
damn i see his girlfriend she's super cute she you know she ain't got to be all this she ain't got to have all these followers online she is a good girl she takes care of him mentally and physically and emotionally and so that's what it all comes down to and she wants him to grow she's not just looking for him to help her grow she wants to also help him grow even if it's just emotionally and spiritually because if he grows in those two elements everything else around him will grow as well so that's what i be trying to tell people like if you get your mind right if you get your mind right get your spirituality right everything else will fall into place and you know i just think that it's hard out here right now it's just extremely hard and that's coming from somebody like me who doesn't even i don't even approach the dating arena how i used to like right now someone told me that actually i had several people tell me that when they saw me and when they see me i come off as someone who is married or someone who is in a relationship and it's like well that's interesting (laughs) that's very interesting but it's like I'm not focused on trying to be somebody I'm not so I'm not gonna throw myself at anybody I let guys come to me because when they come to me and they I know for sure they had to they had to get my attention like they might have had my attention, but I definitely wasn't going to make that known. So I know for sure they came to me. But it's just, I don't throw myself at people. And it's because I want to see who is going to, which guy is going to notice me. Like, who's going to notice that the girl making the least amount of noise is the one that you need to pick. The girl making the most amount of noise, the loudest in the room, that's the problem. And so I try to be laid back and chill, but I'm like, how do I come off as married and I don't have a ring on this finger? So I've been told that several times and I've seen guys like at grocery stores and everywhere else, like they want to talk to me, but they're too afraid. And it's like... I must still be coming off that way. So I try to soften up. But, you know, even on these dating apps, like I had to come completely off of Tinder because Tinder got to a point where it was strictly hooking up. And I know that's what it was supposed to be for, I guess. But I had to come off of there because I'm like, some people say they found their relationships on Tinder. I was not successful because... People are literally on there just trying to have one night stands. And that's not my stilo. And so then I was on Plenty of Fish as well. Initially, back in the day, years ago, Plenty of Fish. And it was just too many crazy dudes on there. So now they've upgraded. I'm back on Plenty of Fish. And it's cute. They had a little live. Um, You can go live. It's super cute. But... um. Still, I've had several guys in my inbox just trying to um, get the coochie. And I'm like, what really scares me is that 
if they're bold enough to do that, like, are there really women out here in these streets who they just, a guy just hit you up and be like, hey, this is my name, this is my number, I think you're cute, come over. Like, what? No, I don't know you from a can of paint. And then you got the guys that be like, this is the conversation. This is literally the conversation, y'all. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Okay, yeah, what's your number? And I'm like, are we really out here giving our numbers out like this? Like, that quick? That's crazy. Like, no. I I have way too many numbers on my block list already from just bill collectors and stuff. I don't need nobody else. So, I don't give out my number like that because... I ain't trying to have you all on my number. I ain't trying to have you FaceTiming me when I don't want to be FaceTime. One guy I was talking to from BLK last year, we were just chatting on BLK. After a few days of chatting, I did give him my number. Tell me why, bro, used to call me at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I was big mad. Like, he used to FaceTime me 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And I was just like, why are you calling me so early? What is going on? But um, so basically that didn't last because he would just call me at all times of the day and night. And I'm just like, listen, when you knew you got to I got to put you in, got to, you know, put you in the rotation like you knew. So you're not a priority. So it's like when I see you calling, it's like, eh, eh, I don't know. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, so basically it's online dating right now and it's the same thing, hookup culture. It's a lot to navigate. But what I recently started doing now is like the first day I got on plenty of fish. Like that's another thing. It's overwhelming because the first day I got on there, it was like 100 plus um people liked you, like you got all these messages and it's like Okay, how am I going to respond to everybody? So, like, so I wasn't rude. I got on there, and the people I didn't like, and they were like, hey, beautiful, I want to know you, la, la, la. I decided that I was going to get on there and just respond to them, like, thank you so much. Um, I wish you the best. Like, if I wasn't interested in the guy, just from looking at their profile, looking at their picture, I was like, you know, thank you so much. I wish you the best in your search for the one. So I just would start replying to people who I wasn't interested in just so it wasn't like I was being rude and just leaving them on red. And so it was all good until people started responding. They were like, I had a few people say, what you mean? I'm like, what the hell? I thought I was clear enough. So I was just trying to not have anybody waste their time and not, you know, just because I don't like when some if somebody would do that to me. Like, don't just leave it out there you know so I just tried to respond nicely and like hey I know we all out here I'm trying to let people know nicely because again we just never know what people are going through so I was just like okay I wish y'all the best you know in your search so that's just all y'all tell me y'all stories with the hookup culture I got some other stories from friends but they are not Basically, I have told the gist of it from what I was just talking about. So we'll talk about it later. Talk about it more later. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.